0: However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The Jewish mind says, oh, this is a Christian thing. This is a New Testament thing. This is not an Old Testament thing. They got their doctrine, their understanding, their theology from the Old Covenant. And as Jesus explained it to them,
1: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith, with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. The doctrine of the Trinity is complex and mysterious, and Jews are particularly troubled by this concept because, to their mind, it's idolatry. However, over the next few programs, we're going to look at evidence from the Old Covenant to show that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all participants in the relationship between God and his human creation.
0: Probably more than any other doctrine. It, within the Christian faith, the doctrine of the Trinity is the most difficult for Jewish people to deal with and trying to get your head around the fact that God is three in one and and, and that one of those entities actually takes on human form and mm. comes and dwells among us is just too big a stretch for them to get their head around and they're actually not alone. Uh, Islam denies the Trinity outright, and most other religions and atheists as well deny the doctrine of the Trinity as being ludicrous. And you know, it just might be, except for the fact that it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, describing God as three in one, it, it, it simply, to their mind, sounds like straight up polytheistic paganism and it's particularly to the Jewish mm. mind. And, of course, it was hammered into them not to have other gods. Um, Adam and Eve, the very first generation, knew God. And then we know because of sin over those succeeding generations, man just rebelled. Then God brought the flood because everyone was wicked. And then out of that, you have the descendants of um, Noah. Then you have the debacle at at um, Babylon with the Tower of Babel Mm. and the confusion. And, of course, the people spread around the world. They rejected God. They invented their own gods. Mm. And most of those gods and those religious ideologies were um, polytheistic and all came from that Mesopotamian basin, that is Babylon. So by the time Abraham has his encounter with the one true living God and therefore we see the reintroduction of monotheism that there is one God, and that is hammered home to the Jewish people, the descendants Mm. of Abraham, Um, this is a gift to the world from the Jewish people, the truth of one God.
1: Well, of course, the Shema says, isn't it, we are
0: one God? Exactly, Mm. exactly. And this is another reason why, to the Jewish mind... The idea of three in one is just like to them, it's anatomy. No, <laughs> God says y- there is one God, Echad. Yeah. That's the word, Echad, which is one. That is for numeral one, Echad in the Hebrew. The the, the thing is, though, as we learned with Shema, it, it also means you are, uh, could be you are God only uh, or in a unified manner. I mean, you can have one nation that has millions of people mm. in it, you know, so yeah, that's right. it's not as cut and dried, and we learned that with Shema. There are a lot of analogies that Christians have come up with Mm -hmm. to try to explain the Trinity, and they're all reasonable. They give you the idea, but they're all also very flawed and and they fail pretty badly. There's the egg analogy Mm -hmm. of the shell, the white, and the yolk. There's also the water analogy, and that is you've got steam, you've got ice, and you've got water but it's all water, Mm. that one breaks down because you can't have steam, water, and ice all at the same time. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, There's the three-leaf clover. There's three parts, but it's all one leaf. I have my own analogy, which I want to share. It has to do with the Navy and the Admiralty. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know why, but I always thought that there was only ever one Admiral who headed up the Navy. That is actually not the case. There's lots of admirals Mm. in the Navy. Like in America in 2016, I think it was, they had something like – I don't know, what was it, 293 admirals? Oh, wow. <laughs> of, of different rank, yeah. you know, different stripes on their shoulders. Um, but that's how many admirals they had within the Navy. And, of course, the admiralty is the government office that heads the Navy. Mm. I learned all of this stuff. But when I learned, out, learned that there was more than one admiral, it, it kind of got me thinking. And so I, I came up with this story. You have a Navy ship. It's at sea, it's heading into danger and they've got a rogue captain. The crew have no idea that they're in danger. The captain is not taking orders, he's not listening, he's rogue. The admiralty has to deal with this rogue ship and stop it from going into certain disaster. So you have three admirals, equal in rank, authority, power and position. One says, I will stay here at head command. I will oversee this campaign to rescue our our rogue ship. One says, I will man the communications system and I will be relaying the information between all of us so that we can make sure that this plan Mm -hmm. unfolds safely and successfully. The other admiral says, I will take on the position of a lowly crew member. I will board this ship and I will be among the rank and file of the crew so I can tell them what's going on and bypass the rogue captain mm. so that and knowing full well that some are going to believe me, some are not going to believe me, and I may end up court-martialed and even executed. Mm. But this is the only way we can save this ship. But they're all still the admiralty. They're all equal in rank, position. Mm power and authority, even though they willingly take on these individual roles for the salvation of this ship and the crew. Excellent. That's my analogy. That's a good analogy. It's not a bad analogy, (laughs) except that in the Admiralty there's 293 (laughs) and that's more than a trinity. So it it, it has its limitations, but it's I kind of like it for that reason.
1: But I think that you've made a good point there. I mean, the fact that you only thought there was one Admiral was because the Admiralty was referred to as... The admiralty. Yes. And so that gives you that impression that there is one admiralty. Exactly. Even though it's made up of multiple personalities.
0: Precisely. And, and and again, the Bible does talk about the Trinity as a mystery. First of all, the word Trinity is not on the Bible. So mm-hmm. that's why people say there's no such thing as a Trinity. It's not even mentioned. No, the word Trinity is not mentioned in the Bible, but it is a name that we use specifically to basically encompass this particular um, doctrine, like we we have the doctrine of salvation. Our theological term for that is soteriology. Well, the word soteriology is not in the Bible. Mm. That doesn't mean there isn't a doctrine of salvation. the The teaching that we have to understand uh, the doctrine of the um, last days, end times, things that's called eschatology. The word eschatology is not in the Bible either. It's just a term. The word Trinity is just a term to explain or give a name or a title to the triune nature, the three personality nature of one Godhead. I once heard somebody say, you know, that if you've got a, um, there's the, the group Phillips, Craig and Dean. Mm. Well, they're one group. They're called Phillips, Craig and Dean, but they're three three guys who yeah. stand on the platform and sing. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're, we're, we call it the Trinity. And the real Key to understanding this is it's not just a New Testament doctrine. And that's where the confusion comes in for the Jewish mind. The Jewish mind says, oh, this is a Christian thing. This is a New Testament thing. This is not an Old Testament thing. But as we've discussed before, the writers of the New Covenant didn't have the new covenant to learn from. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They had the old covenant. They got their doctrine, their understanding, their theology from the old covenant, and as Jesus explained it to them, they could actually... If you Mm. remember, we go back to... we In the next couple of programs, we're going to look primarily only from the old covenant. But do you remember there was the the time when Jesus was baptised? You had Jesus physically standing in the water. He comes up out of the water. God the Father speaks from heaven and says, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And the Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove and lands on him. Three.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: All evident in that one place, that one time. And we see the Trinity very, very clearly. For the Jewish mind, they would say, yeah, but that's New Covenant. That's not in the Old Covenant. We're going to focus primarily on the Old Covenant and show you that the Trinity was evident throughout. Well,
1: it's going to be an exciting study over the next couple of programs as we continue to unpack this, particularly looking at the Old Covenant scriptures to see what they reveal about God. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.